0: This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Stephen Drum. How are you doing, Stephen? And where are you hanging out right now?
1: (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I am here in Chicago, United States, uh, Central Time. So yeah, it's a nice, comfortable late morning for me.
0: Wonderful, it's a pleasure having you on
1: the show. Thank you so much.
0: So, our guest today is retired Navy SEAL Master Chief Stephen Drum. He served in the US Navy for 27 years and is now a professional speaker, coach, author, and chief of learning at Mental. And I think your mission to inspire individuals and organizations to plan, prepare, and execute at the highest levels and when it matters most, I think it's just remarkable. Again, very thankful I can talk to you
1: today, Stephen. Thank you very much.
0: Wonderful. So, let's dive right in. So, who's your ideal client, and what's the biggest challenge they face?
1: So my ideal client in terms of profession is going to look like sales or sales adjacent, uh, roles in finance, entrepreneurs, and also defined leadership roles. But I will say that ultimately, my ideal client is someone that recognizes that they have a job where they have to perform under pressure. They have to deal with stress or simply they recognize that they have to be well-prepared for that moment. And so often they just don't, they don't know how to do it. They simply aren't sure exactly what they need to do to show up well-prepared and ready to execute.
0: Wonderful. There's so many situations. Can you share one for us, please? So just as an example.
1: So oftentimes people, like I, I dealt with a sales client one time and they had very limited engagements with as this turned out to be a doctor, very limited engagements with being able to meet this doctor and to basically describe for them why that their drug that they were selling is ideal for their patients. And so they mm-hmm. found themselves under so much pressure, pressure to meet their numbers, pressure to have a follow on engagement with that doctor. And I simply worked with them to make sure that they develop certain skills. They use certain frameworks and got them to ask counterparts to help them prepare and practice and rehearse to make sure that they could deal with things going sideways. And they really felt confident because when we go in and we feel confident in our execution mm-hmm. and it's earned through preparation, more than likely we're going to perform at a higher level.
0: Well, you had me at preparation. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> can give you that. So um, well, the last time I checked, we're all humans, right? Still. So what are common mistakes your clients typically make when trying to solve these challenges?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think on the one hand, you have certain clients that say, yeah, I am committed to being prepared. I'm committed to being ready, but I just don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to methodically or or rhythmatically get myself ready for those moments. I don't know how to put things all together. Like I understand that this I need to do, this I need to do, that I need to do. How do I put it together systematically? On the other hand, you have people that are, maybe they have an elevated level of confidence, but that confidence is not based on things that they've actually done to set the table for their success, and so they say to themselves, "Well, I can wing it. I cut a few corners here, and when I show up and things go sideways, it's okay because in the past, I was able to rise to the occasion, so it'll be the same for me here. But in reality, we know that most often that is not the case, and so even if you find yourself in a situation you know where you're not melting down, it's not a complete catastrophe, you risk damaging your credibility, your reputation, or you simply risk underperforming or not performing and not realizing the potential that you and your team is truly capable of.
0: Oh, I understand. So thank you for clarifying that. And so before I ask Steve, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Stephen, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that, but also uh, in a broader sense?
1: Yeah, and I think this is a simple way to start. So I teach a number of frameworks and skills. I even get into mindfulness training. But fundamentally, it has to start here. It has to start with looking ahead and identifying as Marcus Aurelius. A great Stoic used to say he would engage in a premeditation of adversity. So that means looking ahead and identifying the next day, the next week, the next month, the next quarter, what are the challenges, what are the opportunities, what are the stressors that you're likely to face? Visualize yourself in those moments and ask yourself, if things go sideways, when I get thrown curveballs in these moments, what will it take? For me to be my best self. Now, I cannot guarantee the outcome. I cannot guarantee the perfect outcome, but there are things that I can control. So, within the things that I control, how can I be my best self in those moments? What's it gonna take? Skills, resources, training, practice.
0: But well, I I totally love it. So and, and it's often often too often to overlooked. There's always something that you can control, and most of the time it's just kind of like you don't think about this, and especially uh, in these urgent situations that we're describing. So where you have to be there and ready. So there's always this. Oh, of course we are not living in a in a vacuum, right? So, but it's always kind of like context matters. But there's always this opportunity what we can control and to focus on that. Wow, well, I, I love it. Great insight. Thank you for that. <laughs> So, Stephen, um, I want to give you also the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that, but also yeah, in a broader sense.
1: I would say this, if you, if you find what I'm talking about at all intriguing, then just follow me on, on LinkedIn. Come over there and you're going to get some articles, you're going to get some videos, some posts that I think you're going to find interesting, but more, more importantly, you're going to find them helpful.
0: Wonderful. Of course, we'll put the link in the show description. And uh, there was a book also that we mentioned. Uh, You want to talk about that briefly?
1: Yeah, my book, I came up with a book about eight months ago. It's called Life on the X, a Navy SEAL's guide to performing under pressure. And so it's a book that I wrote that basically takes all the lessons that I compiled from my military experience and the lessons that I learned when I helped co-create a program for the Navy called the Warrior Toughness. Program and I developed that with a psychologist at Chaplin and myself, and we took a program, ran it through studying control groups. Then I was able to take that, distill it, and translate that down to uh, content appropriate for the business world.
0: Wonderful, thank you for sharing. Of course, we put everything in the show notes. So, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience?
1: Well, a question that I often get asked, right? And I think once people will see me speak, I I make this clear, but often on the front end, people will wonder, okay, well, you know, I got it. You were in combat. You were in high risk training as a Navy SEAL. Those are probably cool stories. Cool. But how does that help me, right? How do you translate that or how do you relate that to the struggles that I face in my particular role at work, both professionally, but maybe also personally? How do you do that? And the first thing that I would simply say is that while your job, I hope, does not involve getting shot at or it's not life or death, though it may be for some that follow me, first responders, law enforcement, that while you may not be under the gun in that sense, when you're in a moment where your job, your career, your reputation or relationships are on the line, believe it or not, your brain is not really discerning the difference between that actual danger and those other moments where you recognize that it's just critical that you be at your best.
0: Wow, that's a wonderful explanation. So thank you for connecting the dots and, and making it relatable. So I think it's super important to understand that it's just kind of like we always look at you guys and it's like, wow, it's uh, it's amazing what you're doing. So But as you said, how does this relate to me? I think you make it perfectly clear. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Stephen, this brings me over to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why?
1: You know, the first thing that comes to mind is, and I think like most proud parents, we love watching our children excel and my kids play sports. So, I love watching them play sports. And, you know, it's not always something that maybe they are enjoying at the time, but they know that they have the responsibility to execute on the commitment they made. But my son, he... And his team won their hockey championship, their ice hockey championship, several years ago. And he scored a hat trick. He scored three goals in that game. And my in-laws were there. And, and I couldn't be any prouder. Now, hmm. my 12-year-old daughter, she probably didn't get goosebumps. But I was about as proud and excited for him as I could be.
0: Wonderful. It's always the kids, right, to get us. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Stephen, for this beautiful Goosebumps moment. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you, and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today.
1: Thank you very much.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening, and as always, energizing results for you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information
1: at uve.horn.com.